Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks that make the race cars go around the racetrack. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. Came back from uh, an awesome weekend of racing at Pocono. Looking forward to an awesome weekend at Richmond. Jumped up on the pit box with Chris Gabehart for the post-race victory celebration. And he ends it with, a racing purist is never bored at Pocono. <laughs> he, he knows my passion for just racing and everything. He lo- and and you could even, you could even, he even smirked and knocked knuckles with me when he said, a, a racing purist is never bored at Pocono. That race had everything, Todd. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, it did. It did. We, and we walked away with controversies oh, and people mad at each other. We had, and, six, six, six drivers are all all junked up at other people. We got a helmet thrown on the racetrack. We got track. a helmet thrown at the racetrack. We got a whole lot of bleeped out commentary from Ryan Priest. And oh my gosh, um, it, but, is, it is. It was wild. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and, you know, really, really, you looked at it, there were recoveries. Yes. We had, but... The cautions played out to do that. I mean, I'll, I'll go back. I think Martin Truex Jr. was... That guy again. <laughs> I thought he was the best car again. I, yeah. I, I mean, I know Chris doesn't think that, but from, the, from my vantage point, I thought they were very close to each other. I thought James called the right strategy. Denny didn't wait on fuel at, at like 32, which put him where he couldn't make it out to 80. You know, if you looked at this race, it, you, you always felt like you needed to get to lap 80 and that gets you to 120, which gets you to the win. Right. Um, or the finish. Uh, and, and Denny couldn't make it. They had to stop at 72, put them in a situation. End of stage two, Denny has to come get fuel and tires, but that puts him in a situation where they could take two in fuel. Sure much like, up. much like, I mean, Kyle Larson, how about the suspense there? Waited to pit with two to go, but the caution came out with two and a half to go and couldn't get to pit road. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know if he was going to make it for the end of stage two, but you, you, did make it back. But you had two guys on a, on a different strategy. They didn't have to wait on fuel. They had, I think Kyle Larson had a four and a half second pit stop in the final stop. Yeah. Martin Truex had to wait on fuel. It was almost 13. Yeah. It's Crazy. Just, and, but the caution at 106 brought the guys that had stopped close enough that their two-tire t- two stop was going to flip them out in front. Yeah. So. It's always you got to watch what happens. You just it's it's it fascinates me. It really does how 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 one thing impacts the other and and how this plays out. And even listening to James Small on the radio, he knew. He told Martin Truex, "You go, you yes. get as big a lead. There's no max fuel. There's no fuel saving. You get as big a lead as possible because there are guys behind you that are going to need to spend a whole lot less time on pit road than we are. And ultimately, that's what brought everyone into play. He was in a good position yes, until he was. the caution came out at 106. Right. And at 106, that closes the field back up, and that that five, six, seven lap lead that he had on the two tire guys and driving away from him, that went back to being one second, and he lost that that cushion and." It was interesting to watch it all happen, but I mean, a, a three, a really a four car race. And, yeah. And 
you had the five, you had the 19, you had the 11. The four car was right in there. When when the five and 11 got together, the four was trying to figure out where to go. Right up the middle. I thought Harvick gets to that tunnel turn first. And we're talking to Rodney Childers, who is our guest. We had it lined up beforehand. Uh, Harvick gets to that tunnel turn first, and we're probably talking to the race-winning crew chief from this race. And that's how good they were as well. They were. They were in position and and put themselves there all day long. Uh, a good run for them, another solid one. This team, I feel like, is building momentum into what they need for the playoff. Right. A couple of attaboys. Um, you mentioned Kyle Larson. At one time, he's sliding up the racetrack in turn number one. At one time, we're talking about him running out of fuel to be in the hunt at the end. This team, Cliff Daniel, is just really good at keeping themselves alive. And then using their natural ability, their natural talent to go mm-hmm. out and try to win races. I just, I, you look at their race, there was there was twice during the day where it's like they could be cooked and they ended up racing for the win. They're good, but they don't recover because of their speed. They recover because of their strategy. Right. That, that's the piece at this point. Early in the season, they had enough speed to cover up anything. I don't, wouldn't say that they're off on speed, but I don't think they're exceptional. I think they're yeah. good. Good. And, and. I mean, called a good race that being able to save enough fuel there to, to make it to the pit road opening at the end of stage two, got himself a stage win. And <laughs> yeah. for the first time we might've had the stage two winner actually win the race and um, not for a, a, a couple late race restarts. There. Yes, no doubt about it. Got a couple of attaboys. Last week we talked about Tyler Reddick and Billy Scott. Yep. They had had five straight races of 27th or worse. We gave them an attaboy for the sixth place run in New Hampshire. Now they really get an attaboy, a third place run. You, you just We talked about this last week. You got to get the train back on the track, and it looks like they're getting the train back on the track. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And, and all the Toyotas were strong here, but they, they used it and, and put themselves in position, didn't let the day get them. They had a few little situations. Yes, they Obviously, they were, they were the helmet target. <laughs> they were the, they were the yeah. at lap 107. So. <laughs> Um, but, you know, a, a good run for those guys. Toyota, a strong showing here. Speaking of Toyota, Chris Gale, Ty Gibbs, career first top five for Ty Gibbs. Really neat stuff. This, this, this is a team that wouldn't surprise me if somewhere here before the playoffs or we get in the playoffs, m- might be able to sneak up and contend or even grab a win. And they're building their way into being in that points position. They really I think are. They're, I think they're 18th in points. There's someplace right there around. Yeah, they're uh, 18th 19th, 19th in points. Okay. They're only 28 out, though. Yes. And they, that, out. Was, that was 40-something last week. Yeah. They're, they're closing a gap, I, a gap, and I feel like at yeah. 28 points back and the and the runs that they're putting together, There's the thing. they're going to be part of this, this playoff uh, yep. picture all the way down to the end. We'll see where it plays out this weekend. For sure. And finally, Dave Lenz, Eric Jones, ninth place. They got off sequence. They caught some damage. I think it was Joey's crash. And the right front got, or right front, left front, one of, uh, yep. one, one, of one side of it got caved in. I had their pit box, seemed like I would know. I had their pit box. A lot of damage, but this is the, okay, here's our situation. Let's make some hay out of it. Ninth place. We know Eric Jones is great at that racetrack. Dave Lenz knows he's good there, too. They made a nice day out of it. Eric Jones, 12 races at Pocono. Yeah. Eight top 10. That's insane. I, I, I it's yeah. so under the radar that nobody talks about it, but. Uh, you know, these guys, kudos to Dave Ellens and, and putting that together. You know, it's just, how do you recover? That's, that's what this was. I, I want to step a little bit farther. You said finally, but I no. want to go the two positions in front of him as well. Brian Wilson, Harrison Burton finished eighth. Yes, absolutely. Much yeah. same strategy. And Mike Kelly and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 
Not the greatest day, but all three of these guys took the opportunity to be on a different strategy. They didn't pit when the open when the window opened to finish the race. They ran until their fuel ran was right, and they were deep into one thirties. I think one thirty four to one thirty eight that all three of these cars pitted. Caution comes out at one forty one. They're on three lap old tires versus guys with twenty. They drove themselves forward to top ten. How one restart Stenhouse bailed it down into turn number one. I I, I was like, is this guy going to lead coming off from turn number one? The way he went down through there yeah. in there. I um I intentionally left Mike Kelly and Rick Ricky Stenhouse Jr. off because I'm I'm not going to anymore act shocked that they're running in the top. Ten. I mean, but, but you're right. They did a great job. I, I go back to this thing, okay. If you would have told us that the first part of the season, JTG Darty Racing and Front Row would point their way into the playoffs, mm-hmm. both, I'm not sure I would call one, let alone both. Right now, I mean, Ricky obviously has that Daytona 500 win. But he's still 14th in he's points. still 14th in points. Yeah. And uh, so, so and I if you to, look, If you look at average finish, yeah, there, yeah. he's higher than some perennial right. powerhouses. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. guys that are in the playoffs that... Yeah, they're they're, they're solid. putting it together. That's why I intentionally left them off. I'm no longer going to be surprised that they have a top ten finish. But it was a great great strategy. That's Pocono. Pocono yeah. has everything. That's for sure. And I think we're coming up on one this weekend. It's another have one strategy calls. Another one as well. And a guy that I am sure is looking forward to it is Rodney Childers, crew chief for Kevin Harvick. His numbers there at Richmond are pretty good, no doubt. Uh, we're going to talk to Rodney here in just a second. Stay with us. This is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with his own nicotine pouches. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, and let's do it. Let's go over to Stuart Haas Racing. Joining us is Crew Chief on the number four Ford Mustangs over there for Kevin Harvick. Rodney Childers joins us. Hello, Rodney. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? We are doing well, Rodney. Fourth place finish up at Pocono. Fourth place finish up at New Hampshire. I know you don't race for fourth. Fourth is, but fourth is all right. Kind of assess where you guys are at at this point of the year. Yeah, I think, you know, going into these last couple of weeks, we knew that we would run well at those type of racetracks. And Loudon, we had a really good car, you know, all weekend long and felt like we, you know, had a shot at, uh, you know, at, running well and having a win and all that kind of stuff and felt like we probably had the second best car and we finished fourth. So, you know, some things that we could have done different there, I should have, you know, made a little bit, you know, braver calls early in the race and got some track position early in the race. But, and then this past weekend, same deal. We had a really good car all weekend. Um, and I think whoever got out front was, was going to have a shot at winning. We just never got ourselves out front, but, um, overall, a strong car. I felt like everybody had done a really good job of, uh, you know, taking the right stuff there, and and felt really good about it all weekend long. It's it's been it's been good to see you continue forward. You know, you've you've maintained. You guys, you and Kevin have done a phenomenal job of just manufacturing everything you can in a great points position. Uh, well, maybe not great, but a really good one. One hundred sixty three to the good right now. Um, it's been talked about the Ford's challenges and aero side and and performance wise seems like you guys are kind of easing up on it are you finding gains and getting yourself back to where you feel like you need to be for the play- playoffs 
Well, like you said, I mean, that, that part, you know, going into this year was a bit disappointing. I thought we all kind of felt like we were going to be better, you know, you know, with some of those updates and we all ended up being worse than, you know, than what we were last year. So that part's been a struggle. Um, you know, to be honest with you, we haven't found any gains at all. I don't know of anything from aero side that we've gained since we raced at Fontana early in the year. So, um, you know, that has almost taken the pressure off of that side and just worrying, you know, we're just worrying about setups every week and trying to get the most mechanical grip we can get and doing everything right, you know, get the, get all the details right. And, um, go out there and make sure we have the right shocks and springs and heights and, you know, maximizing that the best we can. But, um, you know, like we said, everybody's working really hard. It's not from lack of effort. It's just, you know, these cars are really hard to find anything right now and kind of maxed out with, with what you got. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying, it's, it's not from lack of effort, like I said, but, but we're getting there. Yeah. Is, is it something also where you, uh, you, you know, can, I, I mean, I know everyone is in such a small box, but is it something where you can call in Doug Yates and, 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 and kind of have him involved with this as well with, with the, with the handling onto the hood of those cars that Doug can sometimes help with? Yeah. And Doug's done a, a great job. All those guys over at the engine shop have, and I felt like our car ran a lot better this past weekend. You know, uh, most weeks I could, you know, look at SMT and tell you that we were getting beat down the straightaway. And this weekend we didn't get beat down the straightaway. So, mm. you know, hopefully that's a good sign going forward. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can keep getting better on that side of it. And, you know, like you said, it, it doesn't take much anymore. Um, you know, these cars are so much at terminal velocity, you know, five horsepower is two car lengths. So, um, you know, we used to, when somebody was 20 horsepower up, it was two car lengths, you know, five years ago and now it doesn't take but four or five and it stands out big time so um you know we're we're trying and and they're trying and uh, you know hopefully we can keep plugging along here as as we look forward uh going to richmond the next gen car you guys are uh finished second in what was an epic battle between you and denny hamlin coming through the field i got to call that one for mrn that was really cool Won a, race, won a fall race last year, fifth in the spring, uh, a good racetrack for you to get back to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's been a great racetrack for us so far. And spring race, we missed it a little bit. Um, you know, going with the, the low downforce package, it was a bit of a change. And we changed stuff for that, but we just missed it a little bit. But, um, you know, we feel better about going back this time. Obviously, it's going to be extremely hot. Uh, track conditions will be different. It's going to be hot and slick. And I think, you know, normally that's a good thing for us. So, um, you know, you kind of got to put the whole corner together, but, you know, there and, you know, in the spring we were loose in and tight in the middle, loose off. And it's hard to finish fifth when you got all that going on and it's hard to fix during the race. So, you know, hopefully we can, you know, have a little bit better balance when we unload and, and uh, do a little better job this time. You talk about the heat and we've seen it. I think right now, as we record this Saturday, it looks like a high of 100. Sunday might be a little reprieve down to 90 or something like that, but how does that change strategy for the race? And and do you think that changes how you run the stages between, you know, normal cloudy overcast or, or this kind of heat and sunshine? I mean, it has kind of turned into using every set of tires you got, um, you know, used to be able to kind of split it up different ways and, you know, you do the math and it would, you know, show it was pretty equal whether you pitted, you know, twice or three times or whatever. And, um, now it's just, 
you know, using everything you got and uh, the tires are falling off a lot. And, and like you said, with the heat, it's going to fall off even more. So I think it will still be, a, you know, more of a three-stop type deal and, and um, using every set of tires you got and maybe even your qualifying scuffs at some point. Mm, fascinating wow. stuff that's for sure we roll out of uh richmond we roll up to michigan where you guys swept or you you, you went back to back with richmond and michigan last year of course you talk about a lot of the changes with the cars and changes with the fords kind of what, what's your thoughts when we when we look at michigan the next race yeah i mean you know it used to be you used to look at the drag side of it when you would go to michigan and that kind of went away last year. I know last year when we went there, we could care less how much drag we had. We just wanted to take the most downforce we could take and it ended up working out for us, but it was still a track position race. And we got a little bit fortunate of being on pit road when the caution come out, which, you know, we had run good all day, but you know, having that gift and being able to restart as the leader was a huge deal for us. So, you know, I, I think the Fords right now are a little bit lower on drag, so hopefully that'll help a little bit qualifying and qualify up front, get a good pit stall. And, uh, but it's still going to come down to getting through the corner uh, better than everybody else and having that track position. So, um, you know, that, like you said, it's been a great racetrack for us, a lot of confidence going to that place every time. And, um, you know, we've won a lot of races there, so hopefully we can, we can go there and be strong. You mentioned the, you know, good starting spot and a good pit selection. I, I, my memory is pit stall one at Michigan, probably the biggest advantage you see all year. So winning on Saturday is a big advantage. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, you need to qualify up front and have that clean air and that track position. And that would be huge for us. Um, you know, anything we can do to, to start up there on the front row would be a, a win for us. Stepping, we've talked about Richmond, we've talked about Michigan, but really we have five races before the playoffs. And again, you guys are in a solid spot point-wise. We're, we're, we're not worried about that. You have a couple of road courses in Daytona. Are there some big picture things that you're working on that you want to clean up, that you want to get your arms around as we get ready to go to Darlington, where you finish second in the spring uh, to get off to a good start? Are there some things over these five weeks that you're, you're, you're tidying up just to make sure you're ready for, for a playoff run? Yeah, I mean, like you said, and there's there's been racetracks that we've had cars that are capable of winning. Uh, you know, I think the last couple of weeks I've got to do a better job and clean up some of my side of it. But um, you know, we we kind of go through those little hills and valleys. You know, going to the Chicago Street Course and all that, it kind of knocks the wind out of your sails a little bit. And and um, you know, we all kind of get down in the dumps that particular week, and then we go to another place where we've won a lot of races, and we're all excited about going again. So, um, you know, obviously the last two weeks have been a lot of fun. Uh, I think the next two weeks will be a lot of fun, and then we're back to the road courses. And and luckily, the next two road courses, um, Kevin has liked you know a lot. The the Indy Road Course, he you know, kind of says it's pretty easy for a guy like him. It's got good markers and it's more of a normal type place. And then obviously at Watkins Glen, we've run really well there and has tons and tons of laps there and is really comfortable there. So, you know, I, I definitely feel more comfortable with the road courses coming up than maybe some of them earlier in the year. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep knocking out these top fives. And I think if you do that, you'll have a shot at winning some races. Yeah, definitely. I, I think about, you know, you talk about the road course pieces. I remember trying to push you to 
run out of gas in 2014 at Watkins Glen because you had us covered. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think those are two places that it, it's cool to see and uh, see Kevin get back to. And, and you guys, I think, will have success there. Um, as you, I, I'm going to go another page forward. But as you look into next year, uh, you guys announced a couple weeks back Josh Berry coming over to Stuart Haas Racing. How involved were you and Kevin in in that whole process? If you can share any of that with us. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows how big of a Josh Berry fan I've always been. And, you know, I, I told Dell Jr. a thousand times, if he ever got the right shot, he'd be really good. And, you know, for me as a racer, I compare him to other racers, right? And, and um, you know, you just see his craft and what he does and, and the way that he races, the way that he thinks and, and all that. And you can, you can pinpoint all that stuff as, you know, even just watching a late model race. Um and, you know, obviously in the Xfinity series, he's had a, a lot of success. And, you know, this year they've been down a little bit, but, you know, they were able to to make some changes this past week and get their cars better and obviously had a shot of winning and kind of goofed that up a little bit at the end. But, you know, to sit on the pole and to win both stages and have a shot was, was really good for him, a big confidence builder. Um, but for me, um, you know, the pickings are a little bit thin right right now, right? And you, it's not like you're just going to go hire Kyle Larson or somebody like that. I mean, you got to think about the future of SHR and, and what we have going on, and you need somebody that is mature and has their life together and um, can go out there and win races. And, and you know, you got to have somebody you can get along with too. So I think the relationship that – you know, we already have and the relationship that we'll have going forward is going to be a good one. Um, you know, he's, you know, intense about what he does and has a lot of the same thought processes and uh, background as what I've come from. And I think that's a good thing. And I think signing, you know, under, you know, KHI after all this was said and done is, you know, being able to call Kevin Harvick every day and talk to him is something that anybody wished they could do. So, um, you know, having that, uh, student-teacher relationships going to be big for all of us. On that topic, um, kind of the good news for Josh Berry, the good news probably more so for you guys is that he's been super sub on the Cub side. You know, we know the Xfinity cars and the Cup cars are so different, but uh, Tony actually joked about this at the uh, announcement that Rick Hendrick has helped train him uh, to be better for you guys there. It's got to be nice to have him have whatever he's got, six or eight or, or, or nine or ten or whatever it is, Cup races, Cup starts in this in this generation of race car as well. Yeah, I mean, that stuff can't hurt, you know, just I was talking to Josh last week and, and, you know, just being able to hop in there and make a pit stop was, was hard enough, you know, when yeah. Kevin had done this stuff for 20 years and, yeah. um, you know, he had done his feet and all that stuff a certain way in the pit, in the pit box for, like I said, 20 years. And then you turn around with this new car and you can't even do that anymore. You have to do it a totally different way. And, um, you know, to be able to, I think it was like his second race in, in that nine car, he beat like four people off pit road. And I was like, well, I'm surprised he could even do that. You know, it, it's hard enough to just get in there and drive the things and learn how to shift them. And, but to, to get in the pit box and, you know, do your feet completely different than what you did in the Xfinity car the day before. Um, that That's really the stuff that you got to learn. You got to learn how to, you know, that's where you make up your spots. The easiest is on pit road. So uh, if nothing else, he learned how to do that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can give him some good cars and, and learn, you know, what he needs and how he wants to drive them and, and still be competitive. 
Yeah, it is. It's fun stuff, that's for sure. I love that combination. You teased about some late model stock racing. You know, I have a passion for late model stocks once the cup season is over. I can't wait to see how that all plays out. But really, before we get to that, can't wait to see what you guys have at Richmond and Michigan and on. Rodney, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. We appreciate the time joining us here today on Crew Call. Wish you the best this week at Richmond and on throughout. Thank you. I really appreciate it. There we go. Rodney Childers joining us from over at Stuart Haas Racing. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post. And, uh, you know, Todd, we, we talk about championship caliber teams and drivers and you know we've we've talked over the course of the last few weeks about ones that have stepped themselves up rodney and kevin while they've not been in those conversations we could be talking about round number three of the playoffs about how good they are and then they're one of those teams that i don't think you can count out and it's the maturity it's just everything that they have together it's everything the whole package it's the whole package and I mean, Kevin's really good. I think he, he does a really good job of it. I've worked around Rodney. I've worked beside Rodney for a lot of years, uh, had a lot of great races with him. Lots of respect between Kevin and Joey, as we saw this weekend with the, with the foundation work Correct. that the yeah, two of them the, did. Yeah. But uh, we, we, I, I, felt like, I felt like that four team was my, my best teammate outside of my team, um, yeah. outside of my organization. But uh, uh, great people. And Rodney, Rodney's sneaky. Yeah. He's exactly. sneaky. He sound, he's very calm. He's very, he is intense. Yeah. I've worked with him, uh, around him back in the, in yeah. the MWR days. And he's pretty smart on all that stuff on, on how to get everything out of his race cars. And, and that's showing right now. Two fourth place finishes in a row. Uh, I think they're building momentum and they both, they both elevate when the pressure comes on. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's going to be fun to watch. That is for sure. You are, as we talked about in the opening segment, you are a strategy geek when it oh, comes yeah. to races. We had it at Pocono. No rest for the strategy geek. You're joining us again at Richmond. I, I, I love the, I, I'm like you, I love these races, but no rest for it. Richmond, strategy, tire degradation. Oh, yes. we've got it all up there at Richmond. Yeah, and on top of that, we got a 100-degree day on Saturday, and <laughs> looks like tickling on 90 on Sunday. Uh, that, as we talked with Rodney right there, when, when that place gets hot and slick, it gets wider, lanes come open, uh, racing just gets better. So it'll be fun to watch how all this works out. And, and inevitably, you lay out the perfect plan of, I'm going to put tires on at this point, this point, this point, and then a caution falls in the yeah. middle of one of those and throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. It'll be fun to watch how all this plays out. And I'm going to enjoy being up there just to, to be part of this conversation and, and help broadcast what how it changes as the cautions come. That's the fun part for me in the broadcast. Yeah. 
How much of this do we need to look forward to Phoenix as well? I think it's the same tire we have. Of course, we're probably, who knows, it's the desert, so it could be 100 degrees at Phoenix. I doubt it in November. But how much of this are teams, are the, are the premier teams, the, the, the Rudy Fugles and the James Small, how much are they looking at this to see what they can, uh, they can glean for Phoenix? I mean, you're always looking forward to what you can do throughout the playoffs, right? And but but they're very different in the respect yeah. that that Richmond is it's an older surface and, and we talk about I mean tire wear and lap time fall off is huge here you'll see two and three seconds of fall off and that's where this multiple pit strategies mm-hmm. all come into play Phoenix you don't really see the tires fall the tires lose <laughs> lap time I hate using <laughs> tires falling off because yeah. we have those problems those are bad <laughs> yeah. uh, as, as a tire loses grip as it gets used yeah. you don't see that lap time fall off from Phoenix that you do at uh, at Richmond so this is the best piece that they're going to look at right it's the short track it's that low down force arrow package um, you know Randall Burnett talked about it a few weeks back about just this is a package they don't have a grasp on so this is an opportunity for everybody to tune on this this low down force package at by the fastest place it's going to be closer to uh to, to getting to phoenix the only other one you got left is what martinsville and not That's really like phoenix so yeah. loudon last week or a couple weeks ago and then richmond here yeah you'll use some of that notebook coming forward fascinating you mentioned randall burnett i did a q a up at pocono with kyle bush and i a similar question you know six races to go what are you looking at <laughs> richmond <laughs> That was a, he, he just flatlined it. He's Richmond. We got to be better at Richmond. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to win a championship, you're going to have to figure out the lowdown force. Package. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, going to be fascinating stuff. That's for sure at Richmond. Motor Racing Network is at Richmond, but we are also up at Road America. The NASCAR Xfinity Series is up there. Trucks and Copper at Richmond. So let's give you the lowdown as far as the weekend goes. 12.30 Eastern Time on Saturday in the heat and humidity of Richmond. NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying. Todd looked at his weather app. It starts off in the low 90s. By the time we're done, 99 degrees is what it's saying. We get done at Richmond at 2.30 Eastern time. It is the Henry 180 NASCAR Xfinity Series race up at Road America. I love Road America. I uh, can't wait. I'm actually getting a new vantage point of Road America. I'm going to be out in Canada Corner. I usually am down in turn one. A, exactly. I'll be down there. You'll see me. I'll be the one drinking the Molson's down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Xfinity Series racing at Road America is awesome. It really is. 7 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday night, NASCAR Camping World Trucks, our Craftsman Truck Series, Worldwide Express 250. Sunday, 2 o'clock, the Cookout 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. Going to be a great weekend at Richmond. Going to be a great weekend at Road America as well for all the NASCAR folks. Yeah, yeah I'm a little jealous. I, I like it up there. It's beautiful country this time of year, all the lakes and just the whole area and the racing there. Interesting to see how it plays out with a new asphalt. Repaved that yep. place from October to November last year. All 4.048 miles of it. Um, see how that race, how it changes the, the makeup of the race and what happens here. It's going to be fun. It is for sure. Bratwurst, beer, a bratwurst, spotted cow, and cheese. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. The old, the old, Live, uh, living life good. Living life good. That is for sure. So it is great, and we are living life good. Motor Racing Network has you covered with all of our podcasts, all of our shows, and all the NASCAR action this week. We appreciate Rodney Childers joining us. More important, though, than all of that, we thank you for joining us here this time on Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network.